Hello, welcome to today's edition of the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. I am your host, Brother Walter Terrell. Thank you so much for joining in today. Today we're going to be looking in the book of Acts, chapter number 12, verse number 4, very familiar passage of scripture. The Bible says, And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four Cortinians of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. To, intending after Easter to bring him forth unto the people. That's all I read for the sake of time. May God add his blessings to the reading of the word of God here today. You know, Easter is right around the corner. Easter is a time of celebration, for the, especially for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who have been born again, we celebrate the, the uh, resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he arose out of the tomb. And we thank the Lord that he arose out of the grave because there would be no salvation without resurrection. But today I want us to look at uh, Easter in a different way, uh, not taking anything away from the meaning of it, uh, the true meaning of it. But I want to look at the history of Easter. Have you ever really thought about from a secular standpoint all the way up to a spiritual standpoint, how it got started, where it came from, why do we celebrate it, and the origins of it. Well, a lot of times, that's the way it is with the holidays we have. A lot of times we celebrate these holidays without knowing the origin or the reason behind the celebrations. And so today, with the help of the Lord, I want to talk about the history of of Easter. So we're going to be looking at different things uh, throughout the uh, lesson, but we're going to start out with some questions. Um, uh, for example, how many jelly beans? You know, jelly beans are associated with Easter. So how many jelly beans are made in America each year for this holiday? Well, after the research, we found that there are 16 billion jelly beans made every year in America for this holiday. And it has been proven and it's been researched that Americans eat enough jelly beans to circle the earth more than three times. Man, that's a lot of that's a lot of jelly beans and a lot of sugar. No wonder we got so many hyped up people, amen. But uh, also, uh, Easter is uh, uh, a movable feast, meaning it is set according to the moon phases, and that has been uh, proven as well. And also, um, uh, did you know that uh, in the world today, worldwide, there are 90 million chocolate Easter bunnies manufactured worldwide? Or don't you wish you went to work for Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory right now? Amen. But um, uh, let me ask you a question. What colors do you think are the most popular colors for Easter? Multiple choices are white and green, blue and red, yellow and purple, pink and white. Well, the most popular colors at Easter are, in fact, yellow and purple. Um, and also, um, the tradition of the Easter Bunny started in Germany. Um, not only that, we also know that uh, the world's most expensive egg sold for $9 million by Fabergé. Now, listen, I'm not going to go out here and pay uh, that much for an egg. Matter of fact, I, we pay too much for eggs right now, but this is a diamond egg or or something, you know, with all diamonds and crystals and pearls and uh, all this other stuff that's involved in it. But at one time, it sold for $9 million. Can you imagine that? Creating a egg worth that much? I'll tell you, friend, that's just amazing. But uh, not only do we see that, uh, also there was a chocolate Easter egg made in Tosca, Italy, that weighed 15,873 pounds. 
Now, I'm going somewhere with this, and uh, I want you to go with me because uh, we're talking about the history of Easter. Now, also in Alcochete, Puerto Rico, there was a uh, decorated Easter egg which was made 48 and uh, 5 inches long, 27, 6 inches round. That's a big Easter egg, is it not? That's a lot of decoration. Well, let's look at the dates of, of Easter. But before we do that, can I say this? A lot of the things that I just told you were all tradition. Uh, a lot of the things I just told you were all historical facts, you know. And so we're going to uh, talk a lot about traditions and facts, facts versus truth, truth versus myths and things of that nature. Well, the history of Easter's dates, well, history does not really tell us the exact date when the festival of Easter actually began to be celebrated. But there have been many myths and legends surrounding the celebration of Easter. Now, we know uh, that uh, a myth or a legend is a traditional or legendary story usually concerning some being or some hero or event so uh here again myths versus facts uh, i'll take truth over error i'll take truth over myth i'll take truth over legend i'll take truth over tradition any day amen well because the truth shall make you free but one popular myth has that easter originally being celebrated as a ancient pagan festival where some believed that the world began as an enormous egg. Hey, friend, let me tell you right now, I'm not living on an egg, amen? I'm glad I'm, I'm living on a, we are living in a round world, but thank God we're not living on an egg. And let me say this as, before I go any further, I was not hatched out of an egg. I wasn't uh, 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 born out of an egg, amen? I wasn't cracked out of an egg. I had a lot of people uh, like to run around like a chicken with their head cut off, but we was not hatched out of an egg, amen? We were born, created in the image and likeness of God. But a pagan is one of a people or community observing a polycystic religion and the ancient Romans and Greeks. A pagan is an uncivilized or unenlightened person, according to the Webster's Dictionary or according to dictionary.com. We also know that a British monk in the 8th century by the name of St. Venerable Bedi asserted that Easter was named after Eostre, the great mother goddess of the Saxon people. This also has never been proven by fact nor by historical record. So here again, we take truth over myth. We take truth over than what we just hear or hearsay. And a lot of times, that's what we do. A lot of times we believe things without looking into the detailed facts. And so I'll take fact over truth. Any, or I'll take fact over fiction any day. Amen? Fact over fiction any day. However, though, in the early centuries, history does record the Easter holiday as a Christian celebration. So history has recorded that Easter has a Christian celebration behind it. Easter was originally celebrated around the same time as the Jewish Feast of Passover. And the Jewish Feast of Passover was Jewish holy, uh, uh, a Jewish holy season that celebrates the Hebrews' release from 400 years of slavery by Egyptian pharaohs. And so they were the first slaves, uh, according to the Word of God and, and according to our history. Jews were actually the first slaves. And by the way, Easter is the only named mentioned holiday in the Bible that we still use today. Uh, Exodus twelve eleven says this, And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat in the haste. It is the Lord's Passover. And the Lord's Passover, again, is in fact the uh, release of Jewish slaves. 
today in the modern world, Easter and its related holidays of Ash Wednesday, Lent, and Good Friday are often referred to as uh, movable feasts, uh, which means uh, Ash Wednesday has to do with uh, fasting and praying, Lent as well. And then, of course, on Good Friday, a lot of people will fast in remembrance of the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the first centuries, Jews and Christians used a Hebrew calendar to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They celebrated Easter on the 14th day of Nisan, N-I-S-A-N, which is mentioned in the Bible, or in interpretation that is March or April. Uh, somebody said uh, that was one of the first mentioned principles of a car in the Bible, Nisan or Nissan, amen? But uh, I don't think that, but I mean, I could use the fact that uh, another mentioned principle of a car in the Bible is the Ford, because the Bible says in the Old Testament, they passed over the river unto the Fords, amen? So there you have it. Well, anyway, uh, the fourth century uh, in the fourth century church, the church declared that Easter was to be celebrated on the first Sunday after the full moon of the spring equinox. Leviticus 23, verse number 5 says, In the fourteenth day of the first month, at even, is the Lord's Passover. So for nearly 2,000 years, customs and traditions have been added to Easter celebrations, but the main reason Christians celebrate this holiday is because of the death the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank God he did not stay dead. Hallelujah. He won't stay gone. Amen. Uh, he arose. He arose triumphant over his foes. Thank God Christ arose. Uh, Romans 6, 5 says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Thank God he got up out of that grave. And wasn't no grave going to hold my Savior's body down. Amen. Thank God he got up on the third day. And I'm glad today that he got up because there would be no salvation without the resurrection. Well, now let's look at something else about Easter, which is known as the Easter egg. The Easter egg has been linked to some pagan religions and their ancestral gods of fertility. The egg is also an ancient pagan symbol of new life and spring celebration. Now, symbols are something that represents something, okay? Symbolic. And so other religions have used the egg in many of their festival celebrations as expression of new life or new beginnings. Many Christians today believe that the egg uh, symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus Christ because as you crack open the egg and the inside comes out, it is said that this represents Christ's resurrection and his leaving the tomb. Thank God uh, the tomb wasn't cracked open, but the stone was rolled away and the rock of ages walked out. Amen. And so we thank the Lord for that. And let me tell you something else about uh, cracked Easter eggs. You know, um, as a tradition, uh, in celebration, you know, we a lot of churches will host events called, uh, 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 you know, Easter extravaganzas or whatever, and children will hide or people will hide Easter eggs for the children to go and, and collect them and go find them, you know, like a hide and seek type thing. But in the Appalachian Mountains, they have fighting Easter eggs. Fighting Easter eggs. You say, what is that? Well, that's where two people roll the uh, boiled eggs together, and uh, whichever egg cracks open first is the loser, and the one that does. Uh, 
cracks the other is the winner, okay? So there you have it. That was free to you at no extra charge. Well, the empty shell also represents the empty tomb, amen? And so that we can look at that and see that the tomb is empty today. Uh, if you go over to Israel today and you go to the tomb of Jesus, thank God he's not there. He is risen like he said, amen. Well, the coloring of the Easter eggs date back to the 13th century. The eggs were originally colored red by the Catholic Church, to symbolize the blood of Jesus Christ. During the days of Lent, leading up to Easter, eggs and other meats were not allowed to be eaten. Lent begins on Ash Wednesday and is the period of 40 days leading up to Easter. Why 40 days? Well, Lent is said to symbolize the 40 days of Christ's temptation in the wilderness. And uh, if you read your Bible about that, you can see uh, that it was 40 days and 40 nights of, of temptation. People would save their eggs during the time of Lent and color them for the Easter celebration. Now, there's something else we need to look at concerning Easter. Easter. That is the all uh, traditional uh, symbolizing Easter bunny, okay? And before I go any further, let me say this. No rabbit was crucified on the cross, amen? Jesus was crucified on his cross, shed his blood for your sin and mine. But the Easter bunny was during the 1800s that a historian named Jacob Grimm wrote of the long-standing myths from Germany, of an egg-laying bunny. Can you imagine that, a bunny laying eggs? I mean, for real. Uh, part of their tradition was the uh, Osterhaus, or Easter bunny. And the word Osterhaus is a German word for Easter bunny. It was told to the children that the Osterhaus would bring candy to the children that behaved and obeyed their parents. Does that not remind you of somebody else that's associated with a holiday? It reminds me of uh, the person we call, or the myth we call, Santa Claus, right? Uh, they say, if you be good, little boys and girls, you know, naughty and nice, this, all this uh, stuff that goes along with it. Well, the Easter Bunny kind of uh, is, is in relation to Santa Claus uh, because they said that uh, according to tradition, if children behaved and obeyed their parents, then Osterhouse Easter Bunny would come around and bring candy to them. Well, that's, I tell you, friend, it's just something else. The Easter Bunny would then hide the candy somewhere in the garden or in a special place on the porch. This is supposedly where we kept that tradition, just like we keep many traditions of Christmas. I mean, uh, Christmas, we already know. It started out St. Nicholas himself. He went around and gave presents to uh, uh, the poor, the, the needy children, the sick children. And so now we find that the Easter Bunny uh, would then hide candy, according to to uh, myths on the porch or somewhere in the garden. And of course, we kept that tradition, which is a fun little thing. I'm not against that. I love, I used to enjoy when I was a youth pastor, uh, hiding these eggs and having things like that for my youth group, my junior youth group. And we have, of course, plastic eggs and I would have uh, money in them sometimes. Sometimes I would have candy. Sometimes I have grass. Sometimes I know this is mean, but sometimes I even have uh laundry detergent liquid in it, amen, uh, just as a prank and a joke. And, of course, I always let the parents know what I would do ahead of time just so they would be okay with that. But uh, there was one egg. I, I always put at least 10 to $20 in it uh, for those children, and that was the golden egg, of course. Uh, and uh, you see, uh, this is supposedly where we get our tradition of hiding the Easter eggs. Other countries, now listen to this, use different animals instead of the rabbit. They didn't use uh, the Easter bunny or the rabbit. Matter of fact, Switzerland uses the cuckoo. That's a bird, right? The cuckoo. Well, Switzerland's also known for their what? Their clocks. And so, therefore, we get the 
cuckoo clock. And they also had the cuckoo Easter bird. And Germany, watch this, uses the fox in their Easter celebrations. So you got a, a Easter cuckoo in Switzerland and an Easter fox in Germany. How about them apples, Granny used to say? Well, there's one other thing we need to look at before we close today, and that is the Easter basket. The Easter basket. In Poland, the word swakanka or the blessing of Easter basket is centered around their Holy Saturday, which is their traditional day before their Easter celebration. This tradition dates back to 7th century. Uh, the basket is lined with white linen or napkins and decorated, then filled with Easter foods and brought to church to share with those that are in uh, attendance at the Easter services. And so, in Germany, the children would make special nests in the garden, the porch, or sometimes in the home in anticipation of the Osterhouse to bring them candy. The children would do that. They would make special nests. Kind of reminds you again of that tradition of putting out cookies and milk for St. Nick, huh? It sure does. Well, a combination of these two traditions is most likely where modern-day families got the idea for Easter baskets, which are filled with food, toys, candy, and a different color of Easter grass to line the bottom of the baskets. And so, friend, there you have it. There is the very quick uh, uh, podcast, a very quick lesson today on the history of Easter. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit more about Easter and, uh, and why we celebrate it. And most of all, the most important thing, the main reason we celebrate Easter is, of course, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, wherever you are listening at right now, I hope that you have a happy Easter just on purpose.